You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 72. What up, my friends? Welcome to another brand new episode of the podcast. We have had some amazing guests on the show this year. It has been truly awesome. I really can't wrap my mind around just how incredible these women of God are. And today's special guest is no different. You may know her as the female vocalist on James Wilson's hit song, Wait on the Lord. But you're going to get to know her a little bit more today. Brooke Staten stops by the podcast to talk about preparing yourself for music ministry, her struggle with loneliness, and why waiting on the Lord isn't always a bad thing. Fun fact about this episode is, as we were recording, besides the fact that my children came in to interrupt us every two minutes, we didn't realize we were actually recording the video as well. So we have this entire conversation as a video that I'm hoping will be easy for me to edit and upload to IGTV real soon. So look out for that. I've never done that before. Brooke has given the thumbs up to go ahead and share it. So I'm going to do my best to make that content available on Instagram. How cool is that? All right. So let's get into this real conversation that you are just going to love. Here is episode number 72 that I am calling Waiting on the Lord with Brooke Staten. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast, where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Summer is upon us and what better way to celebrate than with some sweet deals. I have an amazing group of business ladies who have sponsored the podcast and they have a treat just for Hello Awesome listeners. My friend Chantel, a two-time podcast guest, runs the very successful modest fashion clothing brand, Nuggles. Aiming to always provide beautiful, comfortable, and affordable apparel, Nuggles desires every lady to embrace modesty with style. You don't have to break the bank or sacrifice that morning latte when you shop with Nuggles. In fact, Hello Awesome listeners can use the exclusive 10% off discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Head to Nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high quality products to add to your modest wardrobe right now. Do you find yourself struggling to find a durable scrunchie that's both functional and cute? Seriously, look no further than So Vita. Guys, I am not lying when I say that I use Lucy's scrunchies every single day and my hair reaches behind my knees. So Vita is a handmade shop with beautiful and fun scrunchies, headbands, and more. Use coupon code PODCAST for 10% off your order right now at SoVita.com. That's S-E-W-V-I-D-A dot com. Go grab a few goodies this summer and keep your hair off your neck with style. Be sure to also follow Lucy on Instagram at Sovita. Are you looking for classic modest pieces for your summer wardrobe? My girl Mandy over at Blue Thistle Taylor has timeless dresses, skirts, and handbags. Last year, it was such a treat to meet Mandy during General Conference in Indiana 
and I truly feel like we're soul sisters. I love her passion for simplistic modesty, and you will too. Just use our special code, HelloAwesome, for 20% off your order on BlueThistleTaylor.com. That's B-L-U-T-H-I-S-T-L-E-T-A-I-L-L-U-E-R.com. Also give her a follow on Instagram at BlueThistleTaylor. I don't know about you, but I struggle to find quality skincare products with simple ingredients that don't irritate my skin, especially in these hot summer months. While Rachel over at Oneness Essentials makes handmade soap and body products that not only look and smell beautiful, but they're perfect for sensitive skin like mine. I seriously can't wait to try her cocoa cream lotion. It sounds like it smells amazing. Use code HelloAwesome for 15% off your order when you shop at onenesssoapbiz.com. That's O-N-E-N-E-S-S-S-O-A-P-B-I-Z.com. Make sure to also follow Oneness Soap Biz on Instagram for gorgeous product photos and updated business info. So when I think of summer, I think of hanging out by the shore and strolling along little shops browsing at the adorable clothing that I just can't afford. Can you relate? Well, you don't have to worry about that with Dress Like an Angel. Felicia is a pastor's wife and mama of two beautiful daughters who has been selling clothing for 30 years now. Wow, this woman of God is the ultimate mama boss. Felicia's shop, Dress Like an Angel, features stunning dresses, skirts, extenders, layered tops, and so much more in a variety of styles while highlighting the beauty of modesty. She even carries items for young girls like her best-selling lace tights. If you live near Starks, Louisiana, stop by their brick and mortar store that's filled with adorable, gorgeous clothing. Or use our exclusive discount code HelloAwesome for 10% off your order at DressLikeAnAngel.com. Keep up with their huge inventory selection and future sales by following Dress Like an Angel on Instagram. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I am so excited to have my next guest here, the lovely and talented Brooke Staten. Brooke, I am just so grateful that you are here with me today. Uh, Can you please take a minute to share who you are, what you do, and where people might know you from? Sure. Thank you so much for allowing me to uh, be on the podcast. I'm super excited. Um, My name is Brooke Staten. I am from Lexington Park, Maryland, and um, I actually work for my church. So I am full-time at my church right now assisting with admin. And um, you guys probably know me from Wait on the Lord, written by Brother James Wilson. Um, I am the female vocalist on that song. Um, So yeah. Right. And that actually, I wanted to just jump in because that's obviously the elephant in the room is that you were the female, are the female vocalist on that song. Actually, we listen to Wait on the Lord a lot here. We do that uh, as a family during our devotion time. And my sons like know all the words and they shout it from their <laughs> little lungs. And it's just such an awesome worship song. And I wanted to know how that unfolded for you and how it makes you feel seeing how big of a hit it became. Yeah. Um, actually I 
uh, wasn't really expecting the uh, the text from Brother Wilson asking me to be a part of that. I was um, actually living in uh, New Mexico at the time, and I was kind of in a weird place myself. I was, if you would, in a waiting season. And so um, when I received that text from him, it was, it was, I mean, it was a really cool thing. Obviously, I was like very honored and privileged to have received that text. Um, but leading up to the recording and us doing the actual song, um, God had really, uh, he was really, he had put me through kind of a waiting season and just up to that point. Um, I had learned a lot and was growing in quite a few different areas of my life. Um, but as far as it becoming a hit, I mean, Brother Wilson is extremely talented, so I knew it was going to go over well. And that song, before we even recorded it, we began doing it at our church, and our congregation loved it. And so I knew that when he put this out, that it was going to be a huge hit, that um, it's just a very relatable song, and a lot of people can relate to what he is singing about, what we're singing about. And so um, when it became a hit like that, though, I, I don't think I quite expected it to blow up the way it did, but um, God was good. And I know that a lot of people have been touched by it. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's just so much anointing on that song. And I think that has to do with, obviously, like you said, brother Wilson, he is an anointed person already. And I don't, I don't know him, you know, uh, in person, but you can just tell his heart when he's singing, when he's worshiping, he really does love the Lord and he's really giving it his all. And then, you know, when I was listening to obviously, you know, your vocals, I think you can really tell the heart of a person when they're worshiping. I really do. I really do believe that. I think, um, you know, the Bible does say, you know, um, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. <laughs> so I think right. if there is something inside of there that that wasn't, you know, anointed, it probably would come out. But, you know, um, I really do appreciate both of you, you know, both of your uh, voices and both of your um, talents on that song. And, you know, as a young worship singer, how do you keep yourself connected to God so that you're prepared to serve through music? Um, something that I try to make sure that, um, I do anytime before I get up on a platform to sing or, um, anytime I am given the opportunity to sing somewhere, um, prayer is vital. It is absolutely vital to anyone who is going to be ministering in general. It doesn't even have to be music. If you're going to be ministering, it's vital that you have a walk with God and that, um, you're spending time. Uh, feeding and growing that relationship with him. And so anytime I am ever going to be on a platform, I want to make sure my heart and my spirit is right. Because like you said, um, you'll be able to tell by people in their worship, you know, what, what's their life like with Jesus? What are they like behind closed doors with Jesus? And, and that's so important to me more than, more than talent, more than ability, more than the giftings that God has given me. Um, I want people to feel the anointing and I want that to, to pour out of me when I am given the opportunity to sing. Right, for sure. And as somebody who also serves in their choir and the music ministry, um, I do agree with that 100%. I think the preparation for that has to start in your personal life, right? And I think you have to have your own walk with God so that when you are in that position and you finally come to the platform for whatever reason, you have already connected with God 
for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So if there, if there's a young person out there right now who feels like they're called to music ministry and using their voice in song, what advice would you give to help them experience a deep worship? Um, number one, I would say, uh, lose yourself in worship. Whenever you get up there to sing, um, I know at first it's hard. I get, I get nervous no matter how many times I sing or lead worship, I will get nervous every single time, which is a good thing, um, in some ways, but at the same time, it's very important that, um, throughout your worship, you are keeping in mind who it's for and what you're doing it for. And I think that, um, for me, that has been extremely helpful whenever I am nervous or just up there in general, I want to make sure that I am letting people know that this isn't about me. This isn't about what I'm doing right now. This is about creating an atmosphere of praise and worship because I always try to keep in mind that there can be some, there might be somebody out there in that congregation that this is their last chance. And, you know, we don't know what tomorrow holds. And so I try to keep in mind, you know, I'm going to give it my all today as if today were my last, I'm giving it my all. And so I would say, just lose yourself in worship, but also be confident. You know, you don't want to get up there and, uh, brother James Wilson was actually our music director for a while. And he was very, uh, that was a point that he always drove into us was be confident. Don't, don't get up there and like second guess a note or what you're getting ready to say. He's like, if you feel God is giving you something, then get like, give your all to it. And so um, I think that just losing yourself in worship and being confident are two very important keys when uh, doing music. Yeah, I agree. And I think I've, I've felt that way too, as well as when you go to sing you start getting self-conscious and then all of a sudden now you're thinking about yourself mm-hmm. and then it takes you right out of the, the whole mood. It right. takes you right out of the working of the spirit. And it's not saying you can't get back to that, but it's just very difficult because now you're yeah. thinking about all the things. Right. So when you think about what it means to wait on the Lord, what has God been teaching you? That is a great question. And I've actually had people ask me that quite often. Um, Obviously, all of us, uh, if we are walking with God, we're going to we're going to enter into a season of waiting. And um, quite often, I feel that it's it can be viewed negatively, you know, waiting. We don't know what's coming. It's uncertain. And um, so for us as, as uh, human beings, our nature is to want to know what's coming. We want to we wanna know what's coming next and what our future holds. But it's a season where we grow in our trust and in our relationship with God as a whole. And um, that is something that I've had to learn, you know, even up to this point, there's just been, there's been things that I've gone through where, you know, now looking at them, I'm like, wow. I'm thankful that I allowed God to work on me in that season because it brought me to where I am now. And God has really uh, revealed a lot of things to me through those seasons of waiting. And so um, just whenever, I feel like whenever we are entered into that season, it's important for us to do our best to keep that in mind that a season of waiting isn't necessarily a bad thing. And really it isn't a bad thing at all. It's actually a season of growth and um, placing our trust in God. 
Right. I totally agree. And I like the way that you worded that because you simplified it so well. And I think it's so easy for us to make it more complicated and Mm -hmm. maybe make it like you were saying more of a negative when sometimes it's not. (laughs) Sometimes God's just preserving you for a moment um, because there's something else that he has better for you. So during this quarantine season, I've noticed that you've had a lot of just great content on social media where you have a video series and it's some of the thoughts that you have had and it's to encourage other people. And I've enjoyed all of them. You probably saw that one day I binged on all of them and liked them. You're like, who is this? Hello. Awesome. Liking like 10 things of mine. It was me. Um, (laughs) But the one that I really, really, really appreciated uh, the most and that I, I really resonated with. And I think listeners will too is the one about loneliness. And I don't think we really talk about that enough. And maybe it's just because we assume people know already how to handle that. But a lot of us don't. And I want you to just speak a little bit about that. You know, um, just share with us why you're so passionate about encouraging others who feel lonely. Um, first of all, thanks for the spam. I'll always, uh, I'll always appreciate the spam. Um, but loneliness is you're absolutely right it's not talked about enough and um we all go through it we all face um seasons of loneliness um but kind of like a season of waiting it's not always a bad thing um in fact a season of loneliness can be when we enter into that season of waiting and we just don't realize it you know it's easy for at least for me to get caught up in i'm so alone and Um, I feel like I have nobody here for me right now. Nobody can relate to what I'm going through and it can be a very dark time. In fact, um, a lot of people that I've talked to whenever they are feeling lonely, it is, it's a very dark time that they're going through. And so I understand that, but God through this quarantine has kind of opened my eyes to kind of a new way of seeing loneliness that yes, I might be alone, but this is also my greatest opportunity to know Jesus more than ever before. And really, I feel that that should be our goal as a body, the body of Christ, that should be our goal in life is to know Jesus more and more every day and to draw closer to him in every, everything we do. And so I think that um, loneliness can be seen as a beautiful thing. Um, It's a thing. It's a place where we can enter into this time with God, where we just can know him. And um, to me that that's so important, you know, for somebody who's involved in ministry and for somebody who wants to do great things in the kingdom of God, I think it's so important before we, before we pursue our ministry, we need to know who we're doing it for. We need to know the person before we're pursuing that ministry. And so um, that season of loneliness can be the perfect time for that. And I, uh, I've been through quite a few uh, seasons of loneliness where it was a dark time and just not knowing what's coming and what's around me and feeling afraid. but God has been so good to me and has always reminded me that he'll never leave me or forsake me and that this is just a season of growth and preparation. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think sometimes when we look at loneliness, we can feel those dark, heavy thoughts because we feel like nobody cares or nobody's around us to, you know, show us that love. And, um, you know, I do agree that it is a time where we really should pursue knowing God more 
And it is kind of difficult to make that step because right. nobody else is going to make it for us. So it's like we have to be the ones to try and get right. to that place. And it's very difficult when we are feeling down and we're feeling lonely to get to that place, but it's not impossible. And I really do appreciate, right. you know, your message. And you said something in that video that really, I want to quote here. I paused it. This is how much of a stalker I am. I paused it and I wrote <laughs> like it down almost exactly how you said it because I, it was how you said it that really stopped me. And it's something that I know, but I think it's good to be reminded of. And you said, be so consumed with your calling and with the things of God that the devil has no room to plant any thoughts in your mind. So can you please explain what you meant by that? Absolutely. Um, I, I believe that whenever, you know, what you are filling yourself with, and I know we've talked, we talked about it a little bit whenever we were talking about, um, in our worship, but in life in general, what you are filling yourself with is going to show, it's going to show, um, the, to the people around you, um, in the things that you do, it's going to show. And so, um, in this season of loneliness and, and whenever you're starting to feel lonely and you're feeling alone, you have decisions that you can make either you can allow yourself to be distracted and the enemy is going to start to plant thoughts in your mind and you can be so consumed and overwhelmed by those thoughts that those are what kind of identify you to a certain degree and because I, I I can relate to that because I have been there um, those thoughts can be what you feel define you and that can be what you can either go in that direction or it can be a time where you consume yourself completely with the things of God and you pursue your calling with everything inside of you and doing the things that you feel God has called you to do. And people are going to see that. And, and when you come out of that season of loneliness, people are going to recognize that. And I can attest to it because I've, I've done both. Whenever I've gone through a season of loneliness, there's been times where I have been consumed and overwhelmed with the things that the enemy has planted in my mind. And people have told me like, Brooke, you just don't see yourself. You're down, you're out a lot. And you're just kind of negative. And then there's been the times where I've decided, you know what, I'm going to go into this season of loneliness and I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm going to pursue my calling. Like I've never pursued it before. And people recognize that. And they tell me, you know what, Brooke, I've seen so much growth in you and you're just a light and you're everything that you do. There's just so much light in what you do. And so, um, it, it's just our decision and it's our perception. It's, it's how we perceive what we're going through. Right. That is a great point. It's so easy to believe a lie, yeah. right? And it's so easy to believe a lie and think that it's truth. Yeah. And that's why we have to connect with the truth giver. Right. And, you know, I really think that the enemy will take any opportunity to plant any sort of seeds of doubt in our minds because that's all it takes is just a little bit because then our own flesh can take over and can make it into something bigger. Right. Um, and he knows that. And so I do agree um, with you that it's time to, you know, take into, I probably said this scripture so many times, but, you know, take into captivity every thought right. that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. So if we tap into that knowledge, then that's kind of our weapon, you know? Exactly. And, you know, you also mentioned that if we're lonely, 
on the video series, you mentioned that if we are lonely and no and nobody seems to be reaching out uh, to us, that we should be the one to take initiative and reach mm-hmm. out to others. Why yeah. do you think most of us just don't do that? I think a lot of the time, in all honesty, if we're being honest with ourselves, it's because uh, we want to know that people care and that's okay. But sometimes that can cause us to fall into a victim mentality, which is not healthy. And so instead of that, and this is something, you know, I was every video I make, these are things that God has spoken to me already and has has had to deal with me on because I have issues too. And so God has to deal with me. And I, and I understand that I understand, you know, when you're alone, you want people to reach out to you. You want people, you want to know people care. And, um, but like I said, it's easy for us to fall into, oh, that, that state where we're like, oh, nobody cares about me. Nobody's reaching out. I haven't received a text from this person or that person. They must not love me. But instead of doing that, when I have found that when I take the initiative by reaching out to my friends, it always comes back to reward me because, you know, in those times they could be going through something that we don't know about. And maybe that's why they haven't been able to reach out to us is because they're going through their own problems right now. And by you reaching out, you're showing that I'm willing to put aside what I'm feeling right now and kind of putting aside my emotions to reach out to people and let them know that I'm praying and caring for them. And I can almost guarantee you that it's going to come back to reward you. And in your times of, of pain and hurt, they'll reach out to you and they'll check in on you because if they're praying people, God speaks to them and play, he'll place you on their heart when it's time. When, when you're going through something, he'll place you on your heart. Right. That's, that's just a profound thought because it's so easy to look at our own box and our own life and our own, you know, issues and what we're going through and not realize that our friends might be going through that too. Right. They might not even have the mentality to reach out to other people as well. And so I think if we just come into this mindset of being like a servant and serving others and putting the needs of others first, you know, let's check in on them and see how they are doing, how, you know, um, how do they feel today? Do they need me to swing by and grab something from, you know, uh, some food for them or whatever? And it's very difficult because it, we do want that for ourselves because it makes us feel good. Right. If we're being honest. Yeah. It does make us feel good when you get that text, when you, you know, when you have that, you know, your people reach out to you, but sometimes they might be going through something like you said that they just can't, or they just don't feel like they can. And, um, and yeah, I think that's a really, that's a really good point. I think it's a brave point because it's just admitting and and being humble. (laughs) and right. saying, okay, maybe right. I'm not the only one dealing with something. Right. So I did, this kind of does bring me to the next point. Why do you think we as believers sometimes hide the fact that we are actually lonely from other people? Um, I think, and I'm, I'm speaking mainly from personal experience, but um, we hide that because uh, immediately we're being vulnerable when we admit to people that we're lonely and, um, to other people, it may, it may seem like, like I said, personal experience here, but to, I'm afraid to tell people I'm lonely because 
I feel like they're going to look at me and be like, well, go do something with your life. You know, like, why are you just sitting around and allowing yourself to be lonely? Or, you know, it, it's, there could be a list of reasons why we feel that way. But I think a lot of it is just, um, we're, we're putting ourselves in a place of vulnerability and we're allowing people to know that we don't have it all together and our life isn't perfect as some of us may try to perceive. Um, but I think it's important to let people know because, I mean, I would obviously be careful about who you're letting know, but, um, you know, just if you need to go to your pastor or, or a mentor or some, you know, your accountability partner, whoever it may be, letting them know like, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of in a weird place right now. I'm feeling, you know, I'm, I'm just in a weird spot in life right now. I'm, I'm feeling very lonely and alone right now. Um, those people are your spiritual leaders and God placed them in your life for a reason. And so they're, you know, they're praying people. Most of them are praying people. And so they have, they immediately have some wisdom and God may have already shown them some things about you that you don't even know about you yet. And that's why they're in their life, in your life. And um, so I think it's important that, you know, setting aside kind of our pride and letting them know that I'm just in a weird place and I need some accountability right now. God's going to reward that and God's going to bless that. Um, I can speak from that personally. Um, God's going to see that and he'll bless you for it. And it's okay to admit you're lonely. We all have gone through it, whether some of us want to admit it or not. We have all gone through a, a time of loneliness. I really like the points that you brought up because those are all things that we have to keep in mind. It's not about us. We need to put aside our pride and, you know, really just look at the whole big picture of everything. Sometimes it's easy for us to get so focused on one thing or one area um, or just our life and not really realize that the world doesn't revolve around us (laughs) and we got to be in this together. And we are, you know, we are family. We are part of the body of Christ and we are, Um, you know, brothers and sisters, and we have to really look out for each other. And we have to try and understand that people do care about us, whether they say it or not. And um, that we do matter. Just us being there in church does matter. I remember um, when I was uh, writing one of my books, it really um, struck me how I appreciated a lot of the elders in my church, but I never told them. Right. You know, and so Sometimes people don't say things to you, but that doesn't mean you don't, you, you know, they don't care that you don't matter. I mean, right. I show up on Sundays and if the same elders are there, I feel safe. You right. know what I mean? And right. um, that just tells me maybe I should go greet them more. Maybe I should talk to them right. more or make them feel special. Um, and, you know, I wanted to give you some time to speak to somebody right now who might be struggling with loneliness. What would you say to somebody who feels so alone and that nobody cares about them or their situation? The first of all, it's important. It's very, very important to know that when Jesus said he will never leave us nor forsake us, he meant it. And I know that there is going to be times and and honestly, in all honesty, there's going to be more than one season that you're going to enter in into a season of loneliness if you're walking with God and if you are doing your best to live for God 
you're going to go through some things. Um, just look at people in the Bible. I mean, the disciples, you know, we, we look at these disciples and the things that they went through. There were so many different things that these disciples went through and they were some of the closest, they were the closest people to Jesus. They walked with him every day, saw his miracles. And, and so, you know, if the people who were the closest to Jesus went through some things, you better believe we're going to go through some things. Um, and God but God is, is faithful and his word is true. And when he says that he's not going to leave you, he won't leave you no matter how alone you feel. It's so important to know that he's still there and he loves you and he cares about you. And also I believe that if we are walking with God and striving to pursue a relationship with Jesus, um, it should be, it should be a part of our nature that, uh, when we're going through something, we need to uh, seek the face of God in those times, you know, in those seasons of loneliness. And, and that's what's going to make or break you. Um, when you're going through something, like I said before, it's all about the decisions you make in those seasons and the things that you're going through because they really can make or break you. They can destroy the calling that God has placed on your life, or they can be what grows you and allows you to enter into a, just a new dimension of relationship with Jesus. And so um, I feel like for those who may be experiencing loneliness right now, just I've been there. I've been there many times and I know there's going to be more times that I go through it, but I know that he's there for me and I'm going to allow that season to be a season of growth. That's so, so good. Well, thank you for, you know, speaking into that. And I hope that encourages somebody right now that, you know, Jesus is still with us, even if we don't feel him. And so like Brooke was saying, it is important for us to take the initiative to seek Jesus, right? We want to talk right. about taking the initiative, seek the Lord. Don't just wait on your miracle, but go seek after right. him just for being him, you right. know, just seek after a relationship. Right. Well, Brooke, thank you so much. You are truly a light. And I know that um, in your voice, when you sing and when you speak, you just are a breath of fresh air. And I'm just so thankful for your ministry. I'm thankful for just God connecting me to your page and just connecting me to you personally. Hopefully this can grow into a bigger friendship and we can uh, just learn more about each other. I think that's such a beautiful thing about social media is finding people of like-mindedness and then connecting yep. with them. Uh, where can we find you online and social media? I have an Instagram, Brooke Staten underscore. I have Twitter, same username, Brooke Staten underscore. And I have a Facebook. And that I think that's all that I use. Yep. It's okay. That, that's <laughs> enough. Honestly, I, I could probably handle like two of those. And I think I'm yeah. there's, so many, there's so many things out there right now. I'm just like, my brain can't handle it. but. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really thank do appreciate you. your heart. And I just want to thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. It was an honor. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.